Hello, this is Margaret Edgewood, the STEM Positive Disruptor. On, and on Mia's conversation, I have a special guest, Gordon, um, sorry, his group captain, Gordon Bettington from the Royal, May, um, Royal Air Force. Yes. That's right, Margaret, you've got that right. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, today, the reason why we have this platform, we want to educate, we want to raise awareness, we want to change people's perception and demystify what STEM is, that's science, technology, engineering and mathematics. We want to show the, the diverse roles and diverse people that work within the industry. We also want to show the different routes that people can come in to work within the STEM industry. And, and today we have a spe our special guest, um, Gordon. Um, and he's going to tell us more about how the Royal Air Force, they um, do the recruitment, but tell us more about himself as well, because he does work a lot within the STEM um, sur surface in the sense he does do STEM ambassadors activities. And he's going to tell us more how he, how he does that. And so without further ado, thank you, Gordon, again, for coming on board. It's, I really appreciate your time. I know you're very busy and there's so many things going on with you. Um, so welcome again. Thank you, Margaret. It's lovely to be here. Great. So please tell us more about what you do and how and just more in the in relation to how the Royal Air Force, they, you know, more about them and the recruitment side of things. Yeah, well, Margaret. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, Group Captain Gordon Bettington. I've been in the Royal Air Force for 28 years now. My profession, I'm a people operations officer, which which means I do a lot of human resource management and the likes but I've got a background in in STEM as a student I studied design and technology at Loughborough University so I did some design work for Biffer and Hitachi and car design and like so I've always had a a passion for engineering and technology and, and making things and that's continued through my career although I, I look after people it's very much about problem solving and and that's what stem is about stem is about solving problems using mathematics or, or creativity or innovation and design and i just happen to do the same thing with with people but the royal air force is is at the cutting edge of technology uh, there to help protect us all in a in a difficult and challenging world um, the vast majority of our people in the Air Force, and there's around about 30,000 of us, um, by far, almost half of them are, are all engineering technicians of some sort. Um, so STEM is at the core of, of what we do. So it's really important to inspire you and young people to get involved in STEM subjects and careers. So you've got the opportunities to perhaps come and work in an organisation like the, the Royal Air Force or even the other armed forces, I will give a mention to my colleagues in the Navy yeah. and, 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 and the <laughs> Army, just, just to be kind. Indeed. Well, thank you very much. So can you explain, uh, how how would you sort of tell young people if they were thinking about, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes we as young, well, not we now, but young people in general, when we first start off, we're not always clear on the direction we want to go, go on to. And sometimes we don't have role models around us that maybe are in a profession that maybe we haven't really considered so how, what would be the steps to take to if one wants to go to royal air force and looking at stem stem roles within that what's the sort of roles that um, how would you advise one to do that process well a, a great question margaret i think the most important thing for us all is to be be curious what want to find out what's happening and, and what's out there i i as you mentioned i do lots of stem ambassador work in schools I, i'm in a school tomorrow doing 
building rockets uh, with wow. some primary school pupils in, in year five. So it's it's a having an interest in science, technology, engineering, maths. It's it's really important. Every every role we do has some element of that. Be it you know working out the algorithms to figure out how delivery de delivers your tea to to working on materials and aircraft and and technology and programming. So we we all do stuff. Even in my current role where I look after people's pay. And allowances and pensions there's quite a lot of maths involved i do a lot of data analytics on spreadsheets and sort of understanding the problems so i think first get curious and get excited about the stem subjects that they're they're exciting you know think about if you're taking gcse options that you keep sciences on your agenda you think about maths uh, and you think about technology and, and innovation and creativity that will give you choice you know there's a huge shortage of of STEM qualified people and there's a massive massive array of different roles and jobs that people can go into all of them exciting so if you've got a science background and you're interested in STEM you give yourself fantastic choice and um, employers will bite your hand off if you're creative and, and qualified if you want to think about the armed forces then yeah there's lots of great information out there and you can start that journey young many might join the air cadets for example as an organization that gives people an insight into what the military does similar to the scouts or, or the girl guides etc uh, etc et so some will do it that way many might join the combined cadet force in their local schools you get the chance to fly you get the chance to see some of the technology we use every day and i think margaret you mentioned role models Find people who do the things that you're interested in and get them to tell you their story. Um, most people are really excited to talk about what they do as a job uh, and they'll give you the good and the bad. So it's important that you go in with open eyes, that you understand everything about it. You know, work, work can be at times a bit dry and mundane and a little bit stressful, but most of the time it's exciting and you're making a difference and you wanting to change what you can in, in your part of the world. And then you work hard at school. Uh, um, and remember hard work will always trump talent there's no such thing as some people are good at maths and some people are good at languages it's all about hard work and practice and if you work hard enough and you practice enough we can all be good at anything um, mm -hmm. uh, fun fundamentally with, with enough practice uh, and then you might think about well if I want to join the air force you know we've got oh, dozens of different roles I think 23 of our roles lead to an apprenticeship at probably level three, maybe even up to level seven, which is sort of master's degree level for some of our professions. But you need, uh, particularly for the engineering um, technician type roles, you need some qualifications. So working hard on your GCSEs, getting good GCSE results gives yourself choice and options. And again, most things, and I don't think we're different to many employers, you need a sort of grade four equivalent of a C in sort of maths, English and science as a, as a starter. Not every role. Some roles don't require any qualifications, but we have like a, a, a little aptitude test that people might have to pass to join. And that helps us direct people into roles that might be best suited to them. So good, good work at school. Lots of other things at school as well. Don't just concentrate on academics, join clubs, be members of a team, take on positions of responsibility. So, you know, most of us will interview you to, to come into our organisation. We want you to have a great story to tell. So tell us that you've been a babysitter or tell us that you've been captain of your rugby or netball team or tell us that you've uh, involved yourself in some volunteering work, for example. All those sorts of things will give you the best chance of, of getting the opportunity that you seek. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You know, the, what you're really doing is actually enthusiasm to say, look, we want you, 
But again, it it, it requires you to be hard work. It was also required you to be have been a set of settings which allows you to grow and, and have role models and have, you know, but it's first use, but you thinking about what is it you want to do? Where would I fit in? But I think because we're talking about this platform is about STEM, about science, technology, engineering, mathematics, we want them to see the different ways to achieve that. So, you know, you, you just going back slightly, you spoke about uh, one of the results to get a taster is through cadets. You can't come in as a cadet. What 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 age level do we look at, and how, what are the sort of things that they should be aware of that they can actually um, try to just give them a uh, I don't know a, a fresh or an idea of what's going on, what opportunities they have really in relation to STEM. Yeah, so I, I I help out with a local air cadet squadron in Battersea when I'm down in in work. So. Uh, Cadets can join around about age 12. Um, there's a thousand or so squadrons around the United Kingdom, so that there, there will be one close by to most, most people. And if you go on the Air Cadets website, you can normally find the contact details of the local squadron. Some run a sort of like a recruitment program, so they like people to join um, together maybe two or three times a year, which is a great way of doing it because you, you join with people in the same position, make friends that you can go through the organisation with. Some will allow people just to join ad hoc uh, when they express uh, an interest. Um, it... it, it most squadrons, and that's what the little units are called, will will parade or meet two times a week, um, different different nights. The, the one I help out of tends to do a Tuesday and a Thursday. And again, we'll offer a whole range of activities, many at their little headquarters. So I would do STEM activities on a fairly regular basis only, oh, uh, three weeks ago, we were seeing if we could stop an egg from being smashed, launching it off the balcony wow. um, by, <laughs> by building a sort of parachute system with some arts and crafts materials. We've, we've built rocket cars. We've built uh, Lego robots, all, all manner of stuff as, as, as I show how STEM uh, relates to the Air Force and, and some of the problems are real world problems that, that I distilled down into a, into a fun activity. Um, the cadets offer flying. So that's a great experience to understand how aircraft work and in a STEM sense, that's the science behind what generates lift. And we look at the forces that are involved in, in aeroplanes flying. And we often practically build gliders ourselves to explore that and experiment and see what happens when we do different things. Um, so it offers flying, it can offer um, lots of teamwork and, and, and leadership type activities to build those skills. They are important for us in STEM as much as being able to uh, calculate the mathematics or do the problem solving our soft skills that we're good communicators uh, and we're good listeners uh, and, and we're good leaders uh, and, and we can be great team members uh, as well that's really important we get opportunities to go away and camp so many cadets will stay on an RAF station for a week and they'll wow. get to see a lot of those roles and meet the people that are involved in those STEM type careers. So you might spend a day with the air traffic controllers or a day with the technicians working on our Typhoon fast jet aircraft. So re really exciting stuff. It actually, there's a bit of an academic syllabus. So you learn lots of different, mainly STEM related topics. And there's an opportunity if you're an air cadet to get a BTEC. Um, wow. So you can go all the way through and get a BTEC, which is a great qualification to have. Or we do uh, often a lot of the activities involve a Crest Award. And again, Crest Awards can be really good if you're looking at maybe university applications or, or, or interviews 
later on. So really varied, different squadrons like different activities. The cadets I work with love archery. We do that quite, uh, quite often. They like drill and they like music as, yeah. as well. So they, they get to, to practice with their drums and their bugles and, and trumpets. So a great way of meeting great friends. There's no, no criteria other than you wanted to be having fun, enthusiastic and wanting to throw yourself at the activities. So it's open to absolutely everybody. Uh, and again, it's it's not there to recruit. It, you know, it's great if you want to join the armed forces. Having been a cadet, that's how I joined. I I, I got sponsored through my A levels and through university, and that came about because I had a great experience in the air cadets. But equally, uh, many would go off and and use those skills and and qualities to work elsewhere in the STEM industry, in, in for BAE Systems or Rolls Royce or whomever they choose to work with. It's a it's a fantastic organisation. I loved it when I was a kid. Hence why. 30 or so years later, I still go back and help out. Wow. Do you know, that's amazing. Do you know, I, I do love, because it sounds very exciting, really, because in a way, what you're saying as well is that they, they start at a younger 12 years old and they give, they're given tastes. It, it gets them to start thinking out of the box, be problem solvers, being working, working within a team. It's also about leadership skills as well. There's so many different elements and the soft skills as well. Communication is so key. And that's not just within the um, RAF, but across the board, we need to have a combined skill level. It's not just the technical skills that are important, but there are other skills that makes you even that, that fullness that allows you to be able to fit in wherever. And, and it helps you also where promotion is concerned as well. And I do like that. And also you mentioned something about um, sometimes you can actually apply for combined is that combined cadet where you can go into and try different elements of the armed um, forces? Is that yeah, many, many many schools have their combined cadet force, and we'll have a sort of section that focuses on each of the services. So there might be an army section, mm -hmm. there might be a navy section, there might be an air force section. That's great because often they they work together, so mm -hmm. they get to experience each other's uh, um, activities. They might go sailing with the the. Sea cadets, for example, or they might do some field craft skills mm. of, of how to sort of manoeuvre around the woods uh, and de defend from an attacking enemy or uh, exciting activities like that. So that's great. And, and again, a, a lot of air cadet units, we, we share our building at Battersea with the army cadets. So we do some great joint activities um, oh. where we use their instructors and skills to do something a bit different and, mm. and, and likewise for ourselves. Yeah. Or in fact, I, I used to help out a, a squadron in Beaconsfield. We had a really close relationship with the police cadets. So I remember doing a fantastic night where it was a sort of CSI forensic investigation night. We we walked into our building, it had been set up like a crime scene, and we had yeah, to yeah. use our, our skills to solve, solve, solve the murder. Again, problem solving. Again, you know, and this is why I think it's so important, because, you know, what what you also get me to, you get me to think about is, that, look, I think we need to tap into our young people from a very, very young age, and that's from primary school, maybe. And... What, what's your take on that? Because I, I think this is so important because we know we, we society states we are we have the skills shortage. We can't get enough people to, with the right skills, but we also we are struggling to infuse more young people to do that. Even there was quite recently there's a uh, the report that came out. I think it was um, a, a global report, and it says that very few women are going into this profession as they don't see it as. For, I don't know, for whatever reason, they prefer other other profession. And then, but young people also struggle to even get their head around what is STEM and everything else. So do you think that maybe within the school system, there has to be some form of, again, I'm not putting that into your, into your mouth. I just want you to get a view 
what can we do to get them at a very young age to get our young people to start thinking of things? Because what the um, Royal Air Force are doing, or the, the Armed Forces in general are doing, is giving them tastes of different activities. It's opening their, their um, horizon in so many ways. Schools don't always uh, are not able, always able to do that. So do you think that's something that maybe we need to really look back that back a bit and get the education system to think about how can we infuse our young people from a young age so that by the time they get into secondary school, we're not just thinking about it. Oh, what do I have to do now? What do I really want to do with this subject or not? Do I enjoy it or not? But if you have that taste from an early age, would that make a difference? I think you're right, Margaret. I, th I think the earlier we get people excited about the broad spectrum of STEM, the better. And again, th there's been some research to say that 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 journey almost starts uh, at nursery or, or sort of age. Uh, and, right. and again, mm -hmm. I, I know uh, I, I've got he's not so little, but a, a, a little boy now, his nursery when he was sort of only a year, two years old, they were already doing STEM activities and, and building curiosity and doing exciting things out in the in the garden at the back and counting bugs and experimenting. So so I think the earlier we we show that these topics are really exciting and they're fun and, and can lead to really great careers and a chance to make a real difference in the world, obviously the better. Yes, schools have got huge pressure. They've got to deliver against their uh, um, their targets and make sure that everybody's got the right qualifications to give them the opportunity to go forward. And STEM's a great vehicle to, to bring a lot of that together and take it from a sort of theoretical academic world into, well, well how does this actually work in the real world? So why am I learning this particular way of solving a problem in maths? Mm. And that's not just to pass an exam, that's to figure out how I'm going to decide who gets their delivery order first or, or, or you know why a percentage is important because I do lots of work on percentages and pay rises and, and, and evidence to support pay awards and things I need those fundamental skills mm. and, and again you, you're right I, I was at the the big bang at the um, NEC exhibition centre a couple of weeks ago a huge big oh, yeah. STEM fair lots yeah, yeah. of schools come uh, you know tens of thousands of young people and I talked to a lot, lots of, of boys and girls. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and when I said to the girls, you know, what, what subjects do you enjoy? There was a lot who liked art and, and drama, but, but equally uh, as many who liked science. Um, and actually, it's all the skills. It, it's, you, you know, give yourself broad choice. If you like creativity and, and drama and art, that's fantastic because we need to communicate with drawings when we're yeah. doing engineering. So exactly. if you're an artist, that means you can be an engineer. If you're good at drama, it means that you've got really good communication and presentation skills. Well, again, when we have an idea of how we're going to solve our problem as an engineer or, or, or working in STEM, we've got to be able to communicate that. We've got to be able to tell people what our idea is. Drama is exactly. a fantastic subject to, to help do that. And, and again, often as we get a little bit older and more experienced, more often like myself I lead a team so actually I'm not the expert I've got I've got really great people I work with who are much cleverer than I am yeah. but again I've got to be able to communicate with them I've got to be able to listen and understand and things like art and drama and those skills are important as as important as um you know the science the maths uh, um uh, uh, and the likes so yeah. you know we don't and we don't need to to, to pigeonhole people you, you know I yeah. think we have to tell young people it doesn't matter what what subjects you enjoy or what you're good at. All of those can lead 
lead to something in STEM. And I think that's the important thing to crack. Not that we pigeonhole people at forum, you like science and you like drama, so mm. you're going to go and be a journalist, but you're going to go and be an engineer. No, no, we give ourselves choice. We give ourselves opportunity. All of us can get involved in STEM in, in, in any way, shape or form we want. Do you know, I... I so agree with what you said. And I, you know, we need more likes of your people that for you, Gordon, because what you're saying is so true. And sometimes people, because we're not thinking out of the box, we only see this. And we think, well, unless you have this, because unless, unless you have this interest in this, then you can fit in. But what you're saying is that, hold on, if you um, you love drama, you, and that means you've got good communication skills. You know, if you like art, you have to be creative. You know, you have to be able to design things. I mean, again, there's so many opportunities. It's about aligning those interests with what is real, what are the practical needs within the industry. And I think it's also about getting the industry to think out of the box that it's not only you that have these skill set that can fit in, but we can actually, because when you think about when you have your qualifications, you still get it, you still have to be trained to do a job, isn't it? You're not yeah. saying, of course, you have to have an understanding. But they still, in most companies, they will train you in, in the, the role they want to want you to or what you're interested in or which they feel you can fit in as well. So it's not that you, they, we should not discount those people that may not have those relevant skills. That's what you're saying as well. But you can find a way and you can then build on the skill set as well or go, uh, go for further education as well. You're right, Margaret. We, we, we've all got a, super, a superpower. Yeah. Um, it just sometimes takes... Uh, as a little bit longer to find it than others um and again they're, they're not they're not mutually exclusive you can be good at art and good at science yeah. you can be creative and be a great engineer and it's not to say that people who are good at science aren't really creative um one of the beauties about an organization like the royal air force is you're right we will train everybody and give them the skills and the background that we want we can take somebody with 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 just their basic gcse's 15, 16 months after they've joined, they're on their way to a level three apprenticeship as an avionics technician or an airframes technician, and we'll give them the leadership and communication skills to make them really good at that. And then they can use those skills to make a real difference, you know, work on the aircraft that are delivering humanitarian aid or rescuing people from Kabul or whatever that might be. So people can see that they can make a real difference with those skills. And yeah, earn good money and and have fun and meet great people and 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 see the world and have great experiences all at the same time. What's and, not to like? Hey, tell me about it. <laughs> you already enthused me. I'm gonna go back to school. <laughs> I want to join the Royal Air Force. Well, no, but you know what? That is the whole thing. This is what you're doing. It's about us enthusing our young people. It's about engaging with those who feel it's impossible. But if we can show them that it is possible and their different routes as well. This is why I'm so grateful that you've come on this platform because this is what we want to do. We want to open this uh, our world to the public so that they can see different opportunities, different routes to the same uh, place they want to go. But it's actually knowing what is available, what are the opportunities, and this is what you're showcasing right now. So thank you so much, Gordon. I really appreciate that. So, you know, um, fast forward, you know, there was an article about, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and it says the Gen Z don't want to become submarines. I know it's our air for you, hey. <laughs> I'm asking you anyway. <laughs> Because they can't use the, their phones <laughs> on the ground. Say, okay, I know there was an accident uh, very recently, so we're not discarding that. But that again, that's a slightly different thing. But what we're saying is that I mean, their skill set. There, there are lots of fun things you can do. I don't know. It's it's 
it's very um, specialized. Uh, well, I'm assuming it is a very specialized skill set you need to have to be able to work and uh, to to work within the submarine sort of and um, um, sphere. Uh, Again, please prove me wrong or right. But what what is the things that how can we change the narrative concerning that? Just because you know people, of course, the media will say they're they're, they're safe. But what do you say based on what you your experience? So, so I think we've just done some work in in helping us understand what 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 the next generation of people you know want from a fulfilling career, and that and then how do we make sure that we have an offer that that meets those expectations? Mm. And I think in the military. You know, if you're working on a submarine, for example, or you're working on one of our aircraft, one of the attractions is that that's cutting edge technology. It, it, it's technology and, and capabilities that you couldn't access anywhere else in, in the world. You know, our aircraft are very different to those that, that the airline industry might use. So the technology is much more exciting and much more cutting edge. Um, one of the other challenges is we might do that engineering in, in an environment that, again, is different. So you're having to 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 use your skills on board a submarine which is fulfilling an extremely important role in maintaining us safe with the continuous at sea deterrent so that that's in its it, 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 an additional challenge we might deploy our people all over the world to maintain and operate our our aircraft not just the same hangar every day if you go to you know norwich airport uh, um, um, to do your job and some people find that travel and, and that excitement and that that difference really exciting yeah of course we're very conscious that people want to be in communication all the time when when i was i remember being able to afford my first mobile phone when i graduated from my officer training at, at cranwell and it could just about send a text message um and if i got a signal <laughs> that's a long phone time call, ago <laughs> whereas now yeah. I, I expect you know the ability to live stream my netflix Disney Plus or whatever, wherever I'm in the world. I was, I was in the Falklands only a few weeks ago, 8,000 yeah. miles away. Yeah. I was watching, I was WhatsApp uh, calling home. So I was, ch I was chatting uh, back home on WhatsApp on a, on a live video feed, which was perfect. And then I streamed whatever I was watching on Netflix that evening, 8,000 miles away in the Falklands. I was yeah. there 20 years ago and yeah. you were lucky if you could send an email once a day for your 30 minute slot on your computer. So uh, we understand that, and, and, and again, young people uh, uh, who are joining the armed forces, um, they, they want to do good in the world. They want to be um, understanding that that we we want to do things sustainably. So that's important to them. That you, you know, we you know, the Ministry of Defence manages huge amounts of forest and, and um, natural habitats. So we do lots of work to support that, and, and our people enjoy volunteering in that. We're using bio. Um, efficient fuels on our aircraft we've just done some uh, pilots so we we're using green fuels now um, as our aircraft uh, fly around the world so you know we're, we're looking at solar panels we're looking at electric cars to replace all our vehicles etc etc and again because we know young people are excited by that and want to be part of an organization that has those uh, credentials so mm -hmm. i think as long as we we listen well and understand what yeah. inspires young people yeah. and we make sure that we're at the forefront of that, then that then they would want to come and join us and make a real, uh, a real difference. difference. Indeed. Do you know, I, I, you, 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 you speak in my language. I do love that. And I, it's so, so important because again, we, we talk, sometimes we talk a lot, but we don't listen. And I think this is why we keep saying, having the same narrative, narrative that, Oh, we've got this skill show. We can't do this. We can't do that because we don't have the right skill set. So, very, very briefly, what would you say to the education system and the government 
so that we can be ready for the next stage of uh, the next generation that are coming out. Even the now generation, again, we know we can't discard those who are already there, the experience they're bringing in, but also what are we looking for? Because you talk about um, the RAF for the um, Ministry of Defense, they deal with, um, you know, high technology, the very skilled level. But do you think we need to, very briefly though, because I know that we just said half an hour, is what would you say to the education system and the government so that we can then get our young people ready to fit in and fill the gaps that we talk about, we complain about so much, so we can change the narrative? What would you say, very briefly? So, so I think we've got to develop those core skills yeah. So, so, you know, math, maths, English and the sciences are, are pivotal in that. And we, we, we must continue to have a focus on that. We've got to generate young people with the softer skills. So it's as important to work on those communication skills and leadership skills and ability to be a member of a team. We've got to celebrate diversity. The best teams I've ever worked in are the most diverse with people from different backgrounds, different cultures, different ways of thinking and um, different experiences, because uh, the more ideas we solve, uh, throw in to solve a problem, the better the solution will be. And we want to make people curious and want to learn because the real key for us going forward is we don't know what what jobs are going to look like in the next 20 years look at artificial intelligence mm. i think 60 percent of people in primary school now will pr probably go to a job that we've not even invented yet, yet so. So, so being able to upskill and change skill and reskill i think is going to be really really important for our young people mm. um and an organization like the air force that that will deliver all that training, give people that lifelong learning experience. I think that's the best thing we can do. And actually, uh, except that sometimes we might train somebody and they use those skills to have an opportunity elsewhere. But equally, if somebody else is doing that high level training, we might bring them in a little bit later and again, capitalize on those skills. So we can't be selfish about it. Mm -hmm. I, th I think we've all got to upskill people, train people to be the best they can be. Uh, and then, uh, and we all benefit collectively. Mm -hmm. So nice you said, I can even say much better, you know, and uh, this is so important. So, again, I'm going to go back to that same question. Very, just one, I don't know, a sentence. The, you know, because the RF, they're very specialists. They, this is what they do. There's, there's so many different elements there, but get it. And, you, you know, you gave great ideas of things that we can do where young people are concerned. What would you just? I I I know because you, you, this is what you do, and I, I love it because I met you for quite a few times. But I want the the government and the education system to listen to you very briefly. What? How can we integrate that same knowledge, that same opportunity within the traditional school system? Because the RF is very special. There there definitely very special need there that you need to adapt that person to fit into that environment, but. They're going to be that general public that don't have the opportunity. Very briefly, what would you say to them? So, so I, I think we, we we do have lots of good conversations as as we develop going forward. As we're a government department, almost like like many others, I think it's giving people opportunity. That that's if if we can How? provide insight and opportunity then then the world is our oyster and that that's the best thing that our education system can do give our give our young people belief in themselves confident in themselves um and then the opportunity to find their superpower i suppose okay all right thank you very much <laughs> i i really appreciate that and thank you so much again for coming to my club i can talk to you a lot i can just 
and listen to it because you really enthuse me. So I know that anybody who listens to you will really you be they'll be enthused uh, enthused as well because the energy is there and you you've you're not just talking, you've had that practical experience and that you're translating that, the things that you're seeing and how you can take it to the next level. And that's so so important. So Again, Gordon, thank you so much for coming on board. I guess I'll be seeing you next year somewhere. <laughs> but... I'm sure, Margaret. It, it's, it's been an it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sure we could chat all all, all afternoon. And, and to your to your listeners, I wish you every success. Uh, um, find find something you enjoy and pursue it with passion, uh, uh, and you'll make a difference. Thank you. Well, as you're making a difference today, indeed, those who listen will definitely make that difference as well because you're you're an amazing. Um, Speak. It's not just about you knowing what to say, but you're saying it from the depth because you understand the needs, and that is what that's coming through. So thank you so much. Appreciate that.